0: Hebrews chapter 11 this evening. Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to be looking at the faith of Israel this evening. Uh, But just as a reminder about what we saw last Sunday, we looked at the faith of Moses and we saw what his faith compelled him to accept. Of course, a couple weeks ago, we saw what his faith compelled him to reject, uh, but that isn't where it stops. There's some things that Moses needed to accept in his life, and there's some things that we need to accept in our life if we're going to live by faith. And the first thing that we noticed is uh, that faith, it compels us to accept the plan of God in our life. And of course, God has a plan For our life, he has something he wants us to do, something he wants us to accomplish. And just like in Moses' life, uh, fulfilling God's plan, following God's plan, it's not always easy. It's not always safe, but it's where God wants us to be, and he can take care of us. He can guide us and protect us. And so um, as Christians, if we're going to be a people of faith, then we need to accept uh, God's plan for our life, and we need to follow him. We also noticed that he accepted the provision of God for his life. Of course, we saw how God told Moses and the children of Israel that they were to sacrifice the lamb and, and sprinkle the blood on the doorpost so that he would pass over them because judgment was coming to the land of Egypt. And they needed to accept his provision. They needed to accept the, the only sacrifice that could save them from that judgment. And of course, as, as believers, we know that Jesus Christ, He is our provision for salvation, but He's also our provision for our day-to-day life. And as we live our life, we need to live each day with faith in Jesus Christ. And so we should accept His provision. And then finally, we saw that uh, if we're going to be a people of faith, we need to accept the promises of God. And God had promised many things to Israel and many of them were tempted to doubt those promises or to forget those promises. But Moses, he always, uh, he was always brought back to God's promise that they would inherit the land of Israel. And of course, God fulfills that promise, and, and God keeps His promises, and God keeps His promises to us. And so, when we're faced with uh, when we're faced with doubt, or maybe a decision that's difficult, or or something we're worried about, we can lean on God's promises, and we can have faith in what he's promised to us in his words. That's what we saw last Sunday. Tonight we're going to continue in our series and we're going to look at the faith of the nation of Israel and how they had faith both to be delivered and uh, to uh, be victorious uh, in their life. And there, as we'll see tonight, their deliverance and their victory, it didn't come from themselves. Their deliverance and their victory, it came from their God and from having faith in Him, and sadly, though I believe that there are many people today, even many Christians, maybe who were sometimes were tempted to rely on ourself to have deliverance or to have victory in our life. But as believers, we need to have faith in God for deliverance and for victory in our life. It's it's through Jesus Christ that we have uh, that we have victory and that we have deliverance over sin and and victory in what God has called us to do. We need to live by faith in Him. According to research, uh, the self-improvement, the self-help, uh, and self-care industry, uh, in 2016, it was estimated to be about 9.9 billion dollar industry, and in 2022, it's estimated it'll be about 13.2 billion dollar industry, and it's it's continually growing. And you, see, and you see that today, that many people are looking for ways to improve themselves. And as Christians, we, we should be seeking to better ourselves. But the problem comes when we rely on ourselves and we don't look to God. And we don't trust in Him. And, and we try to live our life without God's help. And we try to live our life without God's strength or without His guidance. And, and as Christians, we, we need God's help every day. And all that we do, we need His help. Whether it's for deliverance from sin or victory in a ministry that we've been given to do or or victory in seeing somebody saved, we, we need to rely on ourselves less and we need to start relying on God and we need to rely on His grace each day in our life. And so, uh, And we need to be reminded as Christians that everything good in our life, the Bible says every good gift that we have is from above, it's from the Father of lights. But sometimes when we get focused on ourselves and we think that it's all up to us, and uh, then we look at our successes as what we've accomplished, and we forget to give God the glory for what He's allowed us to do, and for the strength that He's given us to, to serve Him, and to see victory in our life. And so as Christians, we need to be reminded that deliverance and victory, it comes, it comes from God. It doesn't come from us. And so we need to give Him the glory. And so tonight we're going to see as Christians that we need to have faith in God for deliverance and for victory in our life. Let's go ahead and look at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 29 and 30. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29 says, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, a saying to do, were drowned. Verse 30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this day that you've given us, and I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight to set aside distractions, and I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts through the message. And God, help us to live by faith uh, in you, Lord, for deliverance and also for victory. And Lord, help us to understand tonight that we need you in all, in all that we do. Uh, and Lord, all the glory belongs to you. And so I ask God that you help us to give you uh, the glory this evening. And I pray that you help me to be emptied of self and to be filled with your spirit. And God, I pray that you would do what only you can do this evening. And that's to speak to our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And the first thing that we're going to see, I've only got two points tonight, uh, but they were delivered by faith. They were delivered by faith. In verse 29. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. It was through faith that Israel they passed through through the Red Sea. Of course, we know Pharaoh. He let the people of Israel go, but but then he he changes his mind and he chases after them because he he sees that they of course they got a lot of the gold from Egypt and he was mad. He was upset that they were they had uh, that God had done what he did to the nation of Egypt. And so Pharaoh, he decides not to leave them alone, he decides to chase after them. And uh, and and we see, and of course he chases after them, and they come up to the Red Sea, this great obstacle that there's no way around it, there's no way through it or over it, except uh, by faith in God. But in their own eyes, it, they were in an impossible situation. They had a They had a barrier in front of them that they couldn't get through and they had an enemy that was trying to destroy them. But we see three ways that they show faith in God to deliver them in this impossible situation. And the first is that they had faith when they were met by an impossible barrier. They were were stuck. There was no possible way for them to get through the Red Sea in their own strength. They couldn't just swim across. It was too far. There was too many people. There were elderly folks. There were children. There There wasn't any way that in their own ability they could make it across... ...the Red Sea, and, and they had Pharaoh's army who was better equipped. They had chariots and weapons, and all Israel had was their belongings and the things they took out of Egypt. They were, they were ill-prepared to fight a battle, and so they, were, they had the enemy behind them. They had this barrier in front of them, and it, and it was an impossible barrier for them to get through. Uh, but what was impossible for them was possible for God. And they had faith in God, and God allowed them to get through that barrier... If we're going to experience deliverance in our life, uh, then we're going to have to have faith in God in the times when it seems like there's, there's no way through or there's no, there's no solution that we can think of. God knows the answer. And we need faith in Him for deliverance. And it starts with salvation. Uh, it starts with being saved. Before somebody gets saved, they need to come to the point where they realize there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Only Jesus Christ can save somebody from their sin. Only Jesus Christ can forgive. And sin is like the Red Sea. It's that impossible barrier uh, that we can't get through. But God made a way through it. And that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. And He offers salvation. He offers deliverance from sin by faith in Him. And so tonight, the first thing that needs to happen is we need to be saved. Uh, But for those of us who are saved... We need deliverance every day as well. We need to be delivered from the things that this world tempts us with. We need to be delivered from the fiery darts of, of Satan that he tempts us with. We need to be delivered from our flesh that tempts us to sin. But sadly, we, we again, sometimes we like to rely on ourselves And we look to ourself for deliverance. And we fail every time. And we become miserable. And we become frustrated because we feel like... I'm not making any progress. I'm not seeing any deliverance from this temptation. It's because we're relying on ourselves. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10:13 13, there, "...there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear, to bear it." Just as God made a way to escape free Israel... The Red Sea, He makes a way for us to escape sin uh, as Christians. And it's to run from sin, to run from temptation, and to run to Him, and to draw close to Him. And so as believers, if we're going to experience deliverance in the face of barriers, we need to have faith in our God. But, and they, so they showed faith in the face of this barrier. They also had faith when they, when they were pursued by an unrelenting enemy. And of course, Egypt, they, they didn't want to quit. And of course, we, we know how many times Moses went before Pharaoh and he wouldn't let the people go. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let them leave. And finally he does, but now he changes his mind. He wants them to come back or he wants to destroy them. It was, he was an unrelenting enemy. He didn't want to give up. And he kept, he kept fighting after Israel to destroy them. And, uh, and as, as believers, we also have enemies that are unrelenting in our life, that are not going to quit. We might be tempted to quit following God, but our enemy is is, is not going to quit. Uh, we we have enemies in the in this world, the 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 philosophies of this world that are against God, the the pleasures of this world that seek to pull us away from God and serving Him. The world is an enemy, of course. The devil, he, he's our greatest enemy. He 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 seeks to distract us. He seeks to tempt us. And uh, by the way, though the devil, he doesn't bother himself with a Christian who's doing nothing for God. He's not going to waste his time with somebody who's already allowed their flesh to conquer them. He's going to focus on those who are are trying to do right, who are trying to live for God, who are trying to serve him. And he's not going to quit. He's unrelenting. He's like a roaring lion uh, who who continually chases after his enemy. And he wants to destroy us. And so we have an enemy in the devil. We have another enemy in our flesh. And by that we mean the, the part of us that longs for what is wrong, for sin, for, for lust, uh, for what somebody else has. And we have an enemy in our flesh that wants to destroy us, uh, to fight against the Spirit. And so if we're going to be delivered, we need to have faith in the face of those unrelenting enemies. Uh, they won't give up, and so we need to not give up in our faith in God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, "...as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour." The Bible also says in 1 John 2, 15-16, "...love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but but is of the world." In Galatians 5, 16 and 17, it says, "...this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh." For the, the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In fighting the devil, we need to resist the devil. And we need to, we need to draw close to God. In fighting, uh, in fighting the enemy of this world, we need to love not the world, but we need to love the things of God. And His word, and what He's called us to do. And in fighting the enemy of the flesh, we need to submit to the spirit. And allow the Spirit to lead us instead of our flesh, that old nature. And so we have enemies that are unrelenting, but we have a God who is also uh, unrelenting in His pursuit of us and His love for us. And He can deliver us, and He can and He can help us. He's He's our strength, as David said. God is our refuge. Uh, he, we know that God He's omnipotent. He's He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's, he's all knowing. He's everlasting. He's infallible and he, he's boundless and he's our strength. He's what David said, he, he's our, our high tower. And so, if we're going to have faith in the face of our enemies, uh, our faith needs to be in our God, not in us, because, because we are weak. We've, we saw all that God is, but what, what are we? We're fallen, we're wretched. Uh, we we are weak, but our God is strong. And so our faith needs to be in Him. And so they had deliverance in the face of an unrelenting enemy, but they had deliverance, finally, when their faith was in the one way out. There was only one way for them to escape Egypt at that point, and that was through the dry ground that God had provided, that God had miraculously gave to them. And that was the way that they took, and they were saved. And, of course, when it comes to salvation, we know that there's only one way to be saved, and that's through Jesus Christ. And, and it's, it's miraculous, it's important to note that it's miraculous. If Israel could have come up with their own deliverance, if they could have saved themselves, well, Israel would be the hero of this story. We would look to them and we would, we would say, wow, look how great their tactics were in fighting Israel or, or look at how they built a bridge to cross uh, the Red Sea. But that's not what happened, it was God who made a way. And as believers, it's, it's God who saves us. It's nothing that we've done, but it's, it's God who made that one way that we can be saved. And that's through Jesus Christ. And the Bible is clear that uh, our salvation doesn't come from us or our works. The Bible says in Ephesians 2:8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If we could deliver ourselves, we would be the heroes we would be worthy of praise and boast, but we're not. But God is, because He's delivered us. And so tonight, if we want to have deliverance from sin, uh, we need to have faith in God. And we need to have faith in Jesus Christ. There's no deliverance to be found in us, but there is in, in our God. And so, whether we're saved or lost tonight, we have an enemy, and that's sin, but we have a deliverer. And that's Jesus Christ. And our faith needs to be in Him. For deliverance, but number two tonight we see that they, were, they conquered by faith as well. Uh, they conquered by faith in verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. They had faith for deliverance and they had faith for victory, for, for conquering. Israel, uh, they're marching around the walls of Jericho. That happened uh, a little over 40 years after they crossed the Red Sea. And, of course, the reason for that is because of their, their complaining spirit, their idolatry, their sin against God, and, of course, what Moses did. And so God had to allow the old generation to die away before they could actually go into the land of Canaan. And now Joshua is leading the people of Israel, and they come up to this great city, the city of, of Jericho. And this new generation uh, is following God by faith by the way, faith is something that each generation is going to have to decide for itself. We can't piggyback off of the faith of those who've come before us. We need to decide that we are going to have faith in God. That we, It doesn't matter if the generation before didn't believe God or, or did. We need to decide that we are going to live by faith, that, that our faith is going to be in God. And so that's what, that's what Joshua and this generation, they were living by faith uh, and, and they were delivered but they come, up to the, they come up to Jericho and they're coming into the land of Canaan now to fight the, the enemies there. In many songs, you hear Canaan sometimes referenced as a picture of heaven. But Canaan is really a picture of the victorious Christian life. Heaven's not going to be filled with giants and our enemies and Jerichos. Heaven's going to be a place without strife, without worry, without fear. Uh, Canaan is a picture of the victorious Christian life. We've been delivered, but we're going to have enemies. And we, need to ha- we can have faith in God to overcome those enemies. Or like Israel did, sometimes we can doubt God or not seek God's plan or not seek his leading. And we can be overcome by our enemies. But when we have faith, God blesses us. And we become uh, bountiful. And God gives us the things that he, he desires for us to have. And so Canaan, it's a picture of the victorious Christian life. Uh, And and the first major city they come up to is is Jericho. It's a formidable enemy. It's a large city. Uh, Some archaeologists say that the walls around Jericho were so wide, you could drive uh, two chariots side by side across on the top of the walls. Uh, It it had very thick walls. Uh, They were impenetrable. And here you have feeble old Israel with untrained army, And they come up against Jericho, this great city. And in the world's eyes, they would have lost, but we know that they had victory. And I want us to see three reasons why they saw victory over Jericho. The first is that they served a patient and gracious God. They had victory because their God and our God is patient and gracious. For 40 years, God put up with them complaining and murmuring and their idolatry and their sin. And God could have wiped them out. But God had God was patient and God was gracious, and He still allowed them to go into the land of Canaan, and He still allowed them to be victorious. Without God's help, uh, they would never have been able to overcome Jericho. But they served a patient God, uh, and, and in our own life, we serve a patient and a gracious God. And and when we have victory in our life, it's because God has allowed us to have that victory. And we might find ourselves struggling with sin in our life that is difficult for us, but we serve a God who's patient. And when we sin and we're frustrated, God is patient with us and he's gracious. And as we saw this morning, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And like, like Israel, sometimes we, we, for a long time, we murmur and we complain and we sin and we are disobedient, but we still have a gracious God. Uh, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 24:16, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. As we live by faith, it's important that we always acknowledge God's grace and His goodness and His forgiveness towards us. Uh, without His grace, we would have no victory to speak of. And so if we're going ha- to experience victory in our life, it starts with, by acknowledging God's patience and His grace towards us and thanking Him for it. And so they, they acknowledged, or they, they, uh, they had a gracious and a patient God. Number two, they had victory because they followed God's plan. And if we desire to see victory, we need to follow God's plan as well. They come up to the city, Jericho. Again, it was a big city. And God tells them to march around it one time a day for six days. And then seven times on the seventh day. And that's not a very good battle plan from man's perspective. If you're going to go up to fight a city, you're not just going to march around and hope the walls fall down. From our perspective, you would want to have a big army. You would want to have the best weapons, the best training so that you can fight. But God tells them uh, that they needed to march and, and essentially wait on God. And that's because God's ways are bigger and, and higher than our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts, the Bible says. And, and it's important that we follow God's plan. And that's what they did. They march around it 13 times, and the walls eventually fall down on the seventh day, and they're able to see victory over this mighty city. Unfortunately, though, there were times in Israel's history when they didn't follow God's plan. The next battle, battle of Ai, they didn't seek God's counsel. They didn't seek God's help. They just said, well, we'll just send, for, we'll just send a bunch of men, and we had victory over Jericho, so we can conquer Ai. And they were defeated, and they lost, and it's because they didn't seek God's plan, they didn't seek His guidance, and they didn't have victory, because they trusted in themselves and in their own strength. And so, as believers, we need to follow God's plan in our life if we want to have victory. If we want to see growth in, our, in the ministries that God has given us, then we need to follow His plan. If we want to see, uh, if if we want to see. Um, People saved that we love, family members. We need to follow God's plan and, and be a witness to them and, and uh, pray and, and ask God to save them. If we, if we desire to see ki- our kids grow up and love God, we need to follow His plan and we need to trust in Him. But whose plans are we following tonight? Are we following our own plans or are we following God's plans? And so if we want to see victory, we need to ha- follow His plans. Finally, they saw victory because they were faithful. <laughs> it's pretty simple. They, they saw victory because they were faithful. Oh, they, they had victory over Jericho again. They marched 13 times around this city, and it took seven days to do this. That took faith. That took patience. But they trusted God. They, they didn't stop. They didn't quit. And, they, and they, every day they got up early in the morning, and they marched around the city... And then they did it the next day, and on the seventh day they did it seven times, and they were faithful, and God gave them the victory. In, in our own life, in our ministries, in our families, in our friendships, in our careers, in everything that God has given us to do, we need to be faithful to Him. We need to be faithfully following Him. It's, it's the devil who wants us to quit and to throw in the towel and, and to give up. It's, it's the devil who discourages us from continuing when it gets difficult, he wants us to quit. But God wants us to be faithful and to be, to be patient and to trust in him. It's the devil who will discourage us from maybe coming to church because somebody's hurt us. And we don't want to be reconciled to them. And so he'll just say, just do the easy thing and, and don't seek forgiveness. But as Christians, we need to be faithful if we want to see victory in our life. But when our faith And when our faith is in ourself, though, when we're trusting in us, I can see why quitting... Uh, would be an option because uh, we will fail us we fail ourselves every time and it can be discouraging and exhausting when we're trusting in ourselves and we fail we trust in ourselves and we fail again and it seems like there's no victory it's because we're not trusting and being faithful to God and so tonight if we want to see victory in our life we need to have faith in God and we need to be faithful to him faithfulness is an action it's not just a mentality but we show our faithfulness by our actions as well. But the, the craziest part about this account, though, is that Israel uh, was imperfect. They complained this whole time. They sinned. They turned their backs on God. They were not thankful. They, they murmured against him. They hated Moses at times. And yet, they are here in the Hall of Faith. They're here for us as an example to learn from. And that tells me that God uses imperfect people. He uses people that are not, uh, that are not uh, always the best example. But that is not a, just because we are imperfect is not an excuse for us to not have faith in God. We may sin and we may fall short, but that's not an excuse to, to quit and to stop living by faith. We need to, as we saw this morning, we need to repent of that sin and we need to confess it and we need to move on. And we need to, to start living by faith again and start drawing close to our God. Uh, we, we understand tonight that we're not perfect, but we, we can still live a, a life of faith. Tonight, we shouldn't allow our, our imperfections to be an excuse to not have faith. But we need to have faith in our God. Who is your faith in tonight for deliverance and for victory? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this night that you've given us. And I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, help us tonight to uh, live by faith in you for deliverance uh, and for victory. And God, I trust that you spoke to hearts. Lord, help us to remember these things. I pray that you'd be with the business meeting. God, I ask that you would uh, bless it and give us wisdom. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and open up our business meeting tonight. And uh with that, let's have a word of prayer as we wait till everyone runs out of here. <laughs> All right, let's uh, open up with a word of prayer. Lord, again, we thank you for uh, allowing us to meet here tonight. Thank you for the message that we heard this evening. Lord, help us to, to take what was said to heart and to follow exactly the, what we need to do as far as being that example, Lord, that you've given us there in, in Hebrews chapter 11. I pray that you would help us tonight as we conduct the business of this church, Lord, again, to be faithful to what you've given us with and uh, to follow your will and way. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, with that, let's go ahead and uh, hear the reading of the minutes, please. April 18th, 2021 business meeting opened with prayer by Greg Crouch with Pastor Allen moderating. The minutes for the last quarter were read. There were no questions or comments, so Nathan Livingood made a motion to accept them as read. Laura Upshaw seconded the motion. A verbal vote was taken, and all were in agreement with none opposed. The financial report was read. There were no questions or comments pertaining to the report. Bridget Allen did ask about using